Thank you. Praise God. Wow. Thank you for having us. We appreciate that. This place is uh, one of our favorite places because uh, every time we come here, uh, we feel something special from the Lord. I'm, I'm honest. And uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling this from my heart. Uh, when we received the message uh, uh, on internet, I mean the email from uh, Pastor Cameron, and uh, there was a, uh, like, if you can share about uh, sowing and reaping, we will appreciate that. If not, just go with what God is giving you. And uh, I was thinking, that was a challenge because, uh, you know, I haven't been in sowing and reaping for a long time, you know, and uh I was like, wow, let me think about this. And the only verse I got in my mind was the verse God gave me last year. Just, we went to a church in Christmas time and uh, I was listening to the preaching and I was reading my Bible and I saw one verse in First Corinthians and I will read it to you and that was all. But on the way this morning, I was prepared for something else, uh, for something else. On the way to your place, because God has always been gracious to me in this place, I'm telling you. Every time we come here, we feel grace, and God is supporting uh, our ministry with uh, something special, something specific. We feel freedom, confidence, courage. So praise God. The whole glory is for Him. It's not for us. I'm not ministering to you with my skills or with my knowledge or whatever. I'm just an empty vessel, and God is pouring out something special. It's all about Him. And on the way to this place, it appeared again, you know, just He, he, he stirred up something inside me and I got, uh, my mind was stirred up and uh, I was thinking about all, uh, of course, based on that verse God gave me last year. And suddenly the whole picture popped out, you know, and... I'm really excited of what I'm going to share with you guys and that I'm going to be in line uh, with what God is doing with you for this season, for this specific season. So let me turn to 1 Corinthians. Um, I will start with chapter 3, verse 9. Uh, let me start... Let me start... Uh, with verse 5, so we can get more of the picture. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to each. I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he who plants anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. <laughs> Praise God. So, he planting and he watering a one. So, he planting and he watering a one. And each one shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For of God we are fellow workers. But you are a field of God and you are a building of God. The, for first time, like I told you last year, I saw this verse that the Bible is calling the believers, the Bible is calling the body of Christ, the church, actually 
compared to a field. And we are called a field, but a field of God. Praise God. So I was thinking this morning, okay, if we are a field of God, logically, we have to expect some things to, to, to come upon us. So I, I just want to mention all these things. So, first of all, if someone is buying a property, if someone is buying a field or just possessing, the first thing he will do, he will cleanse the stones and every rock which is found in that field. It means preparing and cleansing the field. And I was thinking, isn't that how, uh, isn't that the way our life started? The Bible says when God came to us, and He bought us with the blood, purchased us with the blood of Jesus. The first thing the Bible said, He took away the stony heart and He gave us a new heart which can respond to the Lord, can receive from Him. And like a, that, That's what the Bible says. I will take away the stony heart and I will give you a flesh one, a flesh one which is not actually a flesh but something which is alive, which is living and can receive from the Lord. So the first thing we have to expect, like becoming believers, becoming part of the church and uh, body of Christ, we will be filled, but the first thing God will do, He will remove every piece from your nature which is not expected to respond to His word, to His seed, to His love, and to His grace. Yet the sinners from the world... They need that change. They need to come to the Lord and to receive that new heart, which, which is going to be uh, prepared for Him and just circumcised, taken away, and something new will be in us which is ready to receive. Isn't that awesome? God is taking all the stuff. I live in a region, I live in a region which is mainly agricultural. Cultural, and we have huge fields all around. Flat, it's flat and huge fields. You know, you can see the horizon and it's all sunflowers, corn, and things like that. And our soil is so rich, black and rich. You know, it's not like in Georgia, red and sandy and things like that. <laughs> but, but you know, I know what I'm talking about. And uh, when the communism was removed, uh, they, they returned the land to the people. And uh, my father uh, inherited some, some properties, you know, some fields, and uh, they were not good, you know, they are filled with stones. And when we sold them, the price was low, just because uh, it, it was not a good soil. Isn't that a good picture of us, that what God, uh, actually, if someone buys a property in Israel, from generation to generation, every, because they are not able to, to clean everything, you know, because mainly they are involved with sowing and reaping, not just cleansing. <laughs> yeah. So they are expecting some harvest, they cannot spend a whole year just cleansing stones. Yeah, but but from generation to generation, they will, if they find a stone, they will throw it, you know where? Right at the border of the field. So they are building like a, like a wall, you know, between the fields, between the properties, but that's where they throw all the stones. If they find something, they know that this stone doesn't belong to my field. It has to be removed. 
And I'm telling you, the more we're growing, the more we're getting mature, don't you feel that you're getting softer, that you're getting more responsive, that you're getting more able to receive from the Lord, and more and more enlargement, and uh, God is expanding your heart and your ability to receive just by removing every everything. I know it is, it is complete on the cross. Yes. I know, uh, but there is a difference between, uh, uh, I mean, sanctification takes, takes a little bit more in our understanding, in our minds, you know. And uh, we are not just redeemed, not just made holy, but also we, we, the Bible speaks about sanctification. And I really believe sanctification, this is a good example. God finds a stone and He takes that stone from the foot and just throw it away and he, he I'm talking about expanding your ability to receive more from the seed yeah. to be more productive and, and more fruitful yeah. your land finally your, your field inside you will be all all uh, responding and there won't be anything stony or whatever just a piece of stone in it praise God thank you because you know usually when we start uh, we are attracted by some things someone is attracted by gifts by power faith and, and all things like that but I think that God wants to add more to us and uh, in some areas uh, like love grace kindness patience and things like that we are not so responsive but it's coming. It's coming. God will take care. And sooner or later we see more and more and more coming to us. So, the second thing, just uh, th- this is the beginning. First of all, removing stone. Then, the, the second thing, uh, actually you can, you can read in the Old Testament some examples like that. God, God is giving examples like a vineyard was bought in the book of Isaiah. And God said, this is my vineyard and I'm working on it. I'm just removing the stones. I'm uh, putting some defenses. And, and I'm removing the stones and I'm fertilizing it. So the second thing I believe which is important after someone has purchased the field, removing stones, second thing, fertilizing. Making, making, the, field, making the field being enriched, the soil richer. Because in, in some places, you know, it's more sandy. Like in Israel, definitely uh, the, the soil, not in every place, I mean. Not in every place the soil is rich. They have some, some uh, rich valleys beside the rivers and beside the mountains. But in some places it's just rocks. It, it, it's like a desert. So someone has to work on it and bring. Some, sometimes they will bring more soil or they will bring some... Um, substance which will fertilize. Now, I was focused on that, that actually the fertilizing uh, substance, it, it is not yours. Come on. You know, you are the field, but, but something is added. It wasn't yours. It didn't belong to you. God will take care of us like bringing something into us, into our understanding, into our heart. Something which doesn't belong and haven't been in us, but it will be added. And that's what the the Bible says, you know, and that's what Peter says even. To add something to what you already have. Add to your faith these and these and these virtues, you know. And I really believe God is constantly adding something, so uh, preparing us. But uh, usually the the fertilizing, uh, 
is, is organic. That that's important. Has, has to be organic. I know what you're thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that awesome that, listen, that what God is giving us belongs somehow, is matching our nature, is matching our hearts. What I'm talking about is everything comes from Jesus. Okay, He's the source of every blessing. Now, Jesus was a human and He is still a human. He is the Son of Man. I am so glad that Jesus, in His divinity, in His majesty, left His image, was emptied and received an image of a human soul. What I am receiving, you know, yet... He is God, He is divine, He is majestic, but somehow it can be added to me and it can match my nature because Jesus was a human Jew and He is still, praise God. Isn't that awesome? That the things we are talking about in the church, yes, they, they belong to the, God, to the Lord, they, they, they belong to, they are coming from another sphere, but somehow only in Jesus those two can be combined. Yes. That, that's why I appreciate the, 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 the person of Jesus so much. He is not like Buddha. He is not like someone wise, someone out of this world in his nirvana or, or something like that. You know, the only one who could combine lion and the lamb. Yes. In, the only one combining king and servant. Yes. Only one combining human and God in one. And somehow in Him and through Him something organic, something which belongs to our nature, something which is living, coming from a living source, yeah. is not, not uh, artificial, I mean, you know, it's not plastic, it is just from the human nature of God, it is flowing. And just, we are the body of Christ finally, you know. Praise God for the fertilizing too. Shaka. Well, now, um, the, the next thing, of course, when the stones are removed and when the soil is fertilized, I really believe now it's time for preparing the soil for, for the sowing. You know, and the, the way they, they prepare the soil is by plowing. Now, expect that God will... Uh, uh, go deep into you. And God will, will reach out deep into your nature, into your life, into the hidden places of your heart, and He will reach down these areas, and He will take those things and turn them upside down and just open them, and place them in open space, I mean, and just, just take them on the surface. Isn't that the good picture that there won't be anything hidden in us? There won't be anything which is not reached and uh, touched by God and just used, used by Him. And you know very well that the more deeper you go by plowing, the more fruitful the land will be and the more uh, productive the land will be. Now, thinking about plowing, I want to mention something that... Uh, the Bible is giving us an example of a prophet, a prophet which, uh, whose name was Elisha, 
when Elisha was called by Elijah, Elijah found him on the field plowing. And the Bible says something very interesting, mentioning something which for the first time this morning I, I, I saw something specific, something special. That Elisha, Elisha was plowing his field with twelve pairs, twelve pairs of oxes. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of power. <laughs> And he was, he was with the twelfth. Now, what I think is, I was thinking that they all were involved like uh, in one pack, you know, the, the oxes. But the Bible says that he alone was with the twelfth. Maybe they were like uh, two by two by two all over the field, you know, who knows. But anyway, it speaks about the ability this field to be worked. And then I, I thought, you know, usually, listen to this, usually if you are poor, you have only one animal. Yeah. And you are plowing with that poor animal, beating the animal all day long, you know, and, and just the results will be not, not so big for one day working or, or plowing. But then I thought, if Elisha was... Uh, so so rich, you know, to, to have a 12 pairs of oxes to, to plow uh, the, the field. How about our God? He's rich too. He has the whole, he's all capable, he's all powerful. He has the, the whole ability to work in us with the whole power available. In the face of the power, the dynamis power of the Holy Spirit, he can go all over that field. He can reach all over every part of the church all over the world and he can go deep and he can accomplish this uh, operational uh, activity just at once yes. the power speaks about accomplishing accomplishing uh, huge uh, results you know for quick time for short time yes. Yes. and that's, that, that's very encouraging that God is capable that God is able. Isn't that a good quote from the New Testament? That God is able, yes. both, both to make us to work and to do and to will also. Yes. 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 He, he, the, the capability comes from Him. This is uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Yes. But God is able to make us both to do and to will. Yes. And for a short time, just. And I was thinking about these, these 12 pairs of oxes. For me, it's kind of a glimpse of the 12 apostles, you know, he had, and the multiplication which came, and the, the whole results with 12 apostles. God was able to establish the church, you know, and look at the results all around, what's going on. Praise God. But now, listen, there was a requirement in the Old Testament about plowing. And the requirement was when you plow your field, you uh, require to plow that field only with uh, the same kind of uh, animals, you know. You are not allowed to plow your field with ox and donkey, or with horse and donkey, or ox, or whatever, don't mix them. Always have the same pairs of animals. So I was thinking, isn't that awesome that God is active? 
on the field which is the church. He is penetrating deep into it. He's taking out, he's turning things upside down uh, somehow and preparing us. But also what he does, he's doing it only with one, one kind of what to say, position maybe, or just a message, you know. He is working with the gospel. He is not like one day giving you courage and hope, and the next day just gloom and doom. But he is always working that field with the same kind of message, with the same kind of attitude, always the same. He is not like doing things with different, different animals, like one of them, a donkey, which is not so obedient, and another one, uh, the, the ox, you know, which is a picture of the servant, you know. Ox, the, the ox is a picture of a servant, someone who is working. And Jesus is represented in one of the Gospels. He is represented in the face of the ox, which he came like a servant. Praise God. That, that's awesome. That God is active, but, but God is also a servant to the body of Christ, to the church, to our needs and everything. I am so glad that what God is going to do is going to be always the same. Always this oneness, you know, of His activity released in the church. Praise God. Let me go, just want to finish this point with uh, Hebrew chapter 4. about the plowing. Hebrew 4, it will be verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing apart of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. For me, the, the, the Word of God is not only a seed, but it is this, this sharp uh, tool through which God is piercing our nature, going deeper, just flowing into our thoughts, just dividing, you know, turning things into us. God can reach down. That's why I believe that the Word of God is not just connected with the mind and with the understanding. We, we appreciate, we don't exclude the mind and the understanding. But you know what is taking place sometimes with the Word goes deep in, into your heart. That, that's why I read this verse, because I, I just got this tool in my mind, in my vision, how it, it is sharp, you know. Usually, it's not like today. In the old days, they had this something like a, like a, like a horn, you know, which is made of wood or something, but it had to be sharp with the, the purpose to go deep. Yes. And if the animal, if the pack is powerful like oxen, oxen you know, he can go deep and just as deep as possible to turn the soil and just to open it. And I really believe God, through the, through the Word of God, God is opening our hearts. God is opening our souls, uh, is preparing us to be ready to receive everything He has to. So, that's why some people, they don't receive. That's why some people, they don't respond. Because, first of all, they have to be uh, uh, just, just flow. 
with the, the word of God. You just with the spirit of the Lord, like this sharp sword to go deep and just to uh, divide the soul from the spirit, the marrows from the joints, and everything. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let me see. Let me see the next thing. Okay, the next, the next thing. Can you imagine all the soil cleansed, fertilized, plowed, and now it's prepared to be sold with, uh, with the seeds? Yes. Could be uh, wheat, could be corn, could be uh, barley, whatever. But this is the requirement again in the Old Testament. When you sow your land, don't use uh, different kind of seeds in one and the same field. This is a huge requirement. If you if you read the Old Testament, I think Deuteronomy or whatever, you know, the, the five books of Moses are filled with things like that. So God is uh, warning His people. When you sow your, your field, never use two kinds, different kinds uh, of seeds in one and the same field. Isn't that awesome? Okay, the field is you. The field is your heart and your mind and understanding. So listen what I experienced yesterday. We were on that conference and I was listening to the, to the preacher. And suddenly... For the first time in my life, I, I've experienced something like that. Suddenly, my son was on the right side and my, my wife on my left side. One in the same moment, they turned toward me and they spoke into my ears. <laughs> Bulgarian, not English. For the first time in my life, I got something never experienced before that. When two people at your own language, speak both into your ears, you know, you don't get it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I, I, my, my mind blocked, you know, went blank totally. I wasn't able even to, to, to focus or to understand. What, and I said, stop, stop, stop. You have to repeat, but just one after another. I didn't get it at all. Stop it. And, and the good thing was, uh, usually if two people speak to you uh, from a distance, you know, you still can get But it was right into my ears at the same time. I was totally confused and blank and didn't understand anything. And I was uh, recalling this uh, experience this morning when I was meditating on sowing and got the requirement of the Lord, don't sow your, your, your fruit with two different seeds, you know. So, you see, we are receivers, okay, and we are listeners, but uh, God won't involve and doesn't want anybody to be involved when He sows in you, when He throws His seed his uh, uh, expressions of uh, uh, concepts, uh, giving him to you to, to be pregnant with that concept, you know. Uh, he, he doesn't want anybody, any, anyone else to be involved in the same time, in the same moment. He wants to be the only one talking to you. Isn't that, isn't that sharp? I mean, uh, a clear picture. 
It was this requirement of the Old Testament. Don't sow your field with two different kinds of, of seeds. So, isn't that awesome? I'll tell you why. Because God won't sow your mind and your, sow in your mind and your heart both discourage and hope at the same time and just giving you different things and finally you will be divided between two, two opinions. Let me read James. Uh, it is uh, chapter 1. James chapter 1 verse 8. But let him ask in faith, doubting nothing. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. For do not let that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. <laughs> he is a double-minded man, not dependable in all his ways. Double-minded you can be double-minded only if you have two concepts in the same time, if you have two opinions, because one part of your mind goes with uh, one of the things and the, the second part with the other, the, the another one. And that, that's what I experienced today. I didn't get anything, you know. And it's the same in the Spirit. It's the same with the Lord. So don't expect from Him. God, God is flowing. And God is sowing with the good news. Yes. He, he is life. And He is light. We should expect that only those seeds, the good seeds, the good gifts of God to be sown into our life. Yes. Every gift and every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. Yes. There is no darkness in Him. No. You see, and life and hope and courage and future and uh, uh, constructiveness, and uh, development, and uh, 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 restoration, all these good things, they come from Him, and we are not, uh, uh, we don't have to expect the destructiveness, or, uh, you know, because some people, some prophets, you know, they, they are not helping the Lord, they are just destroying His work, you know. And uh, we have to be focused only on the good, only on the, 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 the light, only on the uh, constructiveness which comes. He is the builder. He is not the destroyer. I didn't come, he said, I, I, I didn't come to destroy, but I, I came to save. I came to just to take out of the darkness, Jesus said. Wow. So, I, I really believe the seed which we will receive from the Lord. He doesn't want that seed to be mixed with anything which is bad. Amen. Yeah? Praise God. Amen. Well, someone will say, yes, but the enemy, yes, the enemy sometimes is coming and sowing some uh, bad things. But listen to this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to finish. I will try. I mean, as fast I, as possible. Uh, now, Okay, plowing, sowing. Then they go over the field with a special tool. So they want all the soil to cover again the seed. The seed is not uh, supposed to be exposed on the surface. That's why they go again over the field by a special tool which will 
a tramp on the seat and put some soil over it and it will be covered so the birds and uh, won't be exposed the, the birds to take away and just to be embraced by the soil, soil and keep during the winter and I really believe that's, that's the picture of Jesus he said the good heart receives and keeps it and you see, that, that's why some people, God is gracious. He is plowing, He is fertilizing, He is cleansing the stones, He is giving you the seed, and you are receiving it. But if it stays on the surface, the first water will wash it away. The first bird which will see it, or a, a small ant will take it away, or a mouse will come and take it away, and, and you will be empty. You have to embrace yes. And keep it into your heart. That's what the Bible says about Mary, uh, about uh, uh, the, the, the parents of Jesus. And even they didn't understand and they didn't get all the picture. It was too far away from what was coming. You know, still they were obedient and they were embracing that promises and that word. Isn't that awesome that God is giving you something and he has, uh, it has to be precious for you. Embrace it. It has to be uh, kept deep into your heart. and just that, That's why we have to, to have appreciation of the word. To appreciation means that uh, for, for you it, it's something. That's why this book is so unique and we have to embrace the book and just keep it into our heart like something so special because it can change our lives. Praise God. And then, then everything is ready. Now listen to this. But watering is important too. I was thinking about that. All this process, okay, plowing, sowing, now the, the seed is inside, kept in a good heart. Now, watering, it's not your responsibility. It is God's responsibility. And when I read something for you, let me go Deuteronomy uh, uh, 28. Deuteronomy 28. This is verse... 12. I love this verse, one of my favorites. The Lord shall, this is the promised land, okay? And God is giving all these blessings and prom, promises. The Lord shall open, verse 12, the Lord shall open to you his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain to your land. And in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall loan to many nations, and you shall not borrow. Hallelujah. Praise God. God will open His good treasure, the heaven, and He will pour down showers of blessings on you. So the seed which is in you can be watered, and sooner or later to start sprouting and just giving fruit. Isn't that awesome that God will bless you? God will bless you so what is in you won't be dried up and not droughts, you know, spiritual droughts uh, in, in Him. His treasure, the heaven will be open. We're living under an open heaven in God. He says, the land in which you are going is not like the land of Egypt where people have to work with their feet to bring water from the river into the fields because they uh, usually they have in, in Egypt they didn't raise wheat so much and things like that but mainly rice and you know something which is coming water uh, fields uh, supplied by the river but he said the, the, the land where you go drinks water from heaven wow. 
drinks water from heaven and drinks rain from heaven. That's why the fruits of that land is so beautiful, so awesome, so different. So, so many varieties, olives and pomegranates and uh, uh, figs, you know, and all these sweetness and trees. They don't have so, ma- so much trees, so many trees in, in Egypt because it's a desert and they take water from the river. But your life is supported from above. It is not your own activity and your own, uh, what to say, just, uh, uh, what was the word? Efforts. Yeah, efforts, yeah. Uh, you know, it drinks from above. God will supply from above spiritual showers on you. So the seed, which is spiritual too, will be supported from heaven and finally will bring fruit. That, that's awesome. You know very well that God is de- developing every understanding. If once you got a seed of something, you know, God will add more and more and more water and it grows, it grows and finally it multiplies and it brings so much fruitfulness into your life. Okay? Drinks water from heaven. Now, the last thing, the last two things, very short. God's property, God's field. You are God's property. You are God's field. That's what Paul says in Corinthians. Now, every field, every field in Israel had marks. I mean, I, I, I didn't think about that. That my life, that my personality and everything which belongs to me is marked somehow in the spirit. So the enemy, someone who is not the owner can see and recognize that this, this, this thing doesn't belong to me. You have a lot of signs, you know, in the United States, in places, in fields, in houses, and, and, thing, and warnings, and wherever, you know. All around the land. And don't you think it's the same in the Spirit? That you are marked. You are marked with the blood of Jesus. Remember what happened to, Israel, to Egypt. To Israel in Egypt, when the angel of death came to every house, there were marks on the doorpost. This is God's property. This is a redeemed property. Listen to this. This brings boldness and courage to my faith. Tell why. Because this area and this place is cancer free. It's debt free. It's just sickness free. Why? Because it is God's property doesn't belong to the enemy and to some intruders from outside. Yes, we still struggle in some areas, but if we have, if we have that confidence, that understanding, it brings faith to you. And faith brings results. Praise God. So, remember the marks. You are marked, you are purchased, you are marked with the blood of Jesus, and you are marked with the seal of God on you, and you are property which belongs to Him. And the last thing, don't forget our responsibility. God, uh, God's requirement in the Old Testament. When you have a harvest, don't reap. Don't reap the periphery of your field. Leave it for the poor. Leave it for those in need. And I realize if God is bringing this uh, fullness, this fruitfulness in my life, something on the outer side of my life, between me and the other people, have... There is a border, you know, marked by fruitfulness. Somehow, God will use me for supplying the lives of the people around me. Isn't that awesome? That is not in the center. 
Leave the, the, the peripheral, leave the, the, the outer corners of your fields just untouched for the widow, for the, the orphan, for those who are in need. It speaks about outreach. Outreaching people, yeah. neighborhoods, nations around us. What God is giving us has also a part involved for an outreach. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you. God bless you guys. And just, uh, I really believe I brought something. Uh, I add something, I mean, to what God is doing already with you. Thank you, Pastor Carmen. We appreciate that. Praise God. That was good. That was really good. I love it when Pastor Mitko comes. So um, I'm going to say a few announcements, but first I just